0: on the island of the Crayle, receiving instruction in what's been called True Intent. The party has just concluded their second day of teachings and were set free to roam. While Vamak, Mick, and Brinier remained to meditate on what they'd learned, what they'd tried, Rolandir, Val, and Luna sought out a meal to sustain themselves. Dominique, however, ventured off alone into the forests of palms and bamboo, Moving away from the settled parts of the island, it wasn't long before he was completely by himself, apart from his mechanical companion, Tim. As he attempted to track some sort of animal through the underbrush, he came across what seemed to be the sight of some sort of scuffle and a repugnant smell. It was then that a low, deep growl emanated from behind him, and here... Is where we find Dominique now, perhaps at the mercy of some terrible beast. You've just heard this noise. What do you do? He looks at it. As you turn in the direction of the sound, you don't see anything. The trees still rustle in the wind, these shoots of bamboo vaguely swaying. Roll perception. 17. Through these kind of disparate shoots that sway, you can make out something A spark of bright fur and dark eyes, maybe 15, 20 feet away from you. Though you don't have the full picture, it's definitely bigger than you.
1: Does it appear to be stalking him as, like, a jaguar stalks
0: its prey? It isn't moving, and you can't tell if it's hunched in that way. Dominique loads
2: his rifle and aims toward the beast. Okay, it isn't moving. He fires... It was a bear cub, oh my gosh, it was the bear's mother dude this is brother bear
3: <gasps> stop it this is horrible <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: not brother bear just so you know this thing basically has like three quarters cover mechanically speaking, so
1: I literally that means nothing to me I don't know any of the mechanics of this game Ryan it means it's
0: AC gets a plus five bonus he's still gonna shoot
1: he's got he's going through some stuff right now. <laughs> All right, what'd you roll, Ammon? I rolled a 17. You miss. As Dominic lines up his sights, he fires. He doesn't really have a clear target that he's actually shooting at. He doesn't really know where this thing is. He can only see a couple of tufts of hair. Um, So he he takes his aim and his best guess, and he shoots, only to see his uh, web-infused bullet hit a palm tree, completely coating it in a sticky web. The explosion of this web completely
0: then blocks your view of this creature. You can only hear it now just out of sight, so it's moved a little bit beyond this 15-20 foot range that it was to the point where just all these different trees align to cover it, and it
1: now has total cover. Dominique is going to hunker down through this one. Uh, he's not going to run away for fear of it following him when his back is turned. So he reloads his gun, so he's ready to shoot if he has something to shoot at, but he only has a general direction at best as where of where it is, or really where it was last. He doesn't even know it could be moving from behind these trees. You know, if it's moved around, he's completely clueless. Why don't you roll perception for me? 17, again. You hear it moving
0: again just at the edges of where you can see, and it's at this point that you hear another sound kind of uh, join the fray, as it were. And whatever this creature was, you can surmise that it starts to pad away as you hear other noises moving toward you. Still large, at least as large as whatever creature this was that was going to attack you, but they're not footprints, but just kind of a sustained sound of something pushing along the ground moving, slithering.
1: Dominique is going to take the rope that he uses to tie around this pole that he uses as a gun. He's going to take this rope that he uses to carry that, and he is going to wrap it around himself. There's a little bit of slack in the front. You know, There's maybe maybe a two-foot gap between his body and this rope. And he is going to shimmy up a palm tree as high as he can get uh, and use the rope as kind of a counterbalance so he can lean back against the rope, and the rope will hold him against the palm tree.
0: Pushing into your clearing, coming out in the direction that this creature had come from, you see a large serpent-like thing. This serpentine reptilian creature that has a large snake-like body and then comes upright, as you might expect from like traditional fantasy, like a centaur or such. However, the body is still reptilian. It's arms covered in scales and almost strange shell-like armor. Great fins are on its back and next to its head, and it is incredibly lizard-like in its face. However, it does wear these armaments that seem to be made of crustaceans or other discarded bits of aquatic sea life, and it carries with it a large glaive and a leather sack that seems waterlogged and kind of barnacle-ridden. It looks up at you and kind of emits this low, gurgling growl from its throat, and then it cocks its head, and it looks in the direction of where you remember this other creature had gone, and then it just heads there, and it slithers out of your clearing and back into the forest.
1: Dominique is a little taken aback, as he's never seen anything like this. And he's 17 and reckless. As far as Dominique can tell, was that sort of in the direction of going back toward the Creeley?
0: No. Both it and
1: the creature came
0: from and left in directions away from the settlement.
1: I think he's going to follow them. He's going to follow this strange creature Uh, Out of a certain curiosity of what the heck is going on in this place. So he's going to take a moment. He's going to hack down a piece of bamboo with his side sword. And he is going to scratch into the bamboo D and just place it as an arrow. Not even as an arrow, just as a stick. It's pointing in the direction that he thinks it went. Just in case anyone ever goes looking for him. Uh,
0: Roll survival then to track this creature.
1: Twelve. You'll do your best as you
0: move out further into the forest. Back at the amphitheater, Mick, Vamok, and Brynir, You've been here for a good amount of time so far, lost in your meditations. What do you do?
2: As Vamok meditates, he actually releases the magic that alters his appearance, so he's reverted back to his somewhat unsightly form. It's not as good-looking as Brynir, not quite as shocking as the bearded lady, so it's somewhere (laughs) in between. He's just breathing, and he's letting himself just be part of the world, and let the world be part of him. You know, real zen-like. Even, like, trying to connect with his companions that have stayed nearby. But he doesn't say anything. He doesn't, like, reach out to them with intent or anything like that. He's just truly trying to feel that all is one, that we are all just parts of the same greater whole.
3: As Vamak is doing this, Mick is deep in contemplation again and he wants to attempt another time to levitate this pebble. And as he does, and he's been fixated on this idea for the last, I don't know, hour or something, imagining that the ground that he sits on that extends to the rock that the pebble on is in fact an extension of himself and is one of himself. So, gonna try that again.
0: You roll two d100s.
3: 87 and 94.
0: The pebble lifts from its place, kind of wavers in the air for a moment, and then drops to the ground.
3: Just so as Mick is doing this, he is contemplating that his eyes are still closed, concentrating on that. And he slowly opens his eyes to see that the pebble has moved and is starting to levitate. And in the commotion of getting so excited with this, he sees that it falls down to the ground. And just curious about this and and amazed that he was even able to do that, he turns to Vamak and says, How did you do it?
4: Much the same as you. I would presume.
3: Were you thinking of anything when you did it?
4: I cannot say that I was thinking of anything in particular. Or perhaps I was not thinking of any one thing. But trying to break down the barriers in my mind. Trying to realize that we are all branches of the same tree. That we are connected. That there is nothing that separates us. Hmm. I could ask you the same question. What were you thinking of?
3: I suppose I started to think and internalize what our instructor has said. That we are in fact all of the same material. You are not Vamak and I am not Mick, But perhaps we are one of the same. I mean, that sounds kind of ridiculous to me, but... Uh, yeah, something that perhaps uh, drove my concentration to make this happen. But why didn't it work the first time?
2: I do not know. I do not know if it will work now. And Vamak will try to raise the pebble himself. Go for it. That's 40 and 23. Nothing happens.
4: It is difficult to try to unlearn what has been learned, to try to understand things in a different light. I get the feeling that it'll take some time to truly change how we see the world, how we view everything that is in the world.
3: If it were that simple, I think that we'd be able to nail this every time. But to me, it seems like kind of a fluke.
4: Perhaps, but perhaps not. Perhaps it takes practice. If it were easy, everyone would do it.
3: I suppose you're right. And with that, Mick will turn his attention to Bernier to see if he's still in meditation or if he's attempting it at some point to levitate this pebble as well.
2: He doesn't do anything physically, but he has attempted to do
1: stuff.
3: And Mick waits and watches Vranier for a little bit and kind of turns away from him and says, Ah, perhaps you're right for Mark. A little practice. And he will get up from his seated position and will start walking back towards the lodge.
0: Back in the village proper, some time has passed. It's been a few good 30, 40 so minutes since Rolandir, Val, and Luna sat down for lunch. What have you done in the meantime or after the fact? Luna will have elected to just stay at the table and ruminate, so to speak, on what you'd learned earlier that day.
5: Rolandir's just picking little items from the ground in his mind to try to practice things after having led an extremely awkward conversation about how long this uh, relationship has been going between <laughs> Val and Luna and doing his best to try to relate in some way, but he absolutely has no idea what that means. And You're just going kind to of
6: slide a- that in there and completely gloss over that actual conversation? <laughs>
5: I mean, it's been like 30 minutes. Okay, fine.
6: (laughs) No, that's fine. I just think that that's funny.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's just sitting at the table still trying to practice picking things up and presumably very ineffective right now.
6: I think Val is trying to find a way to relate new intent to illusion magic specifically or true intent to illusion magic because like he chose illusion as his specialty because it seemed the closest to true intent to him like truly creating whatever he could imagine and not just bending what already existed so i think he's probably just like absent-mindedly conjuring a bunch of different illusions and not really achieving much by doing that but doing that
5: As Rolandier notices Mick passing through the uh, market where they are, he stands, actually, and will kind of... Is Mick going with the intent to just kind of walk through and head back to the lodgings?
3: Um, That was the original intent, probably to join everybody, uh, figuring you guys were at the lodge, so yes.
5: Okay. Rolandier approaches Mick, then, as he kind of spots him walking through. Any luck, then? Uh, Did you attempt any further? Still back at the spot.
3: Oh, Relandia, darling, good to see you. Um, well, for myself, yes, a little bit of a success. Uh, I... <laughs> I levitated the pebble.
5: Really? Well, yes, indeed. Um, that's... that's great. I hadn't... I didn't get the chance to ask him after he did it, but perhaps I can just ask you now. What did that feel like necessarily? I know you haven't had any experience with intent proper as we've been using it, godborn and locals here such as Val, but what was the experience? I know compared to old world magic as well, it must have been different.
0: As Met kind of conjures up this recollection, you're brought back to the moment where the pebble kind of shook and then lifted and everything became clear and bright for just a moment and it's as if you could hear a voice speaking to you. You couldn't make out the words or even perhaps the language it was speaking, though it seemed to come from every direction, from the trees and the wind and your own shoes and your fingernails, each speaking independently and then just fading back to whisper quiet in that split second that you gained an awareness that they were speaking. And then the pebble fell.
3: Did I recognize the voice?
0: Absolutely not.
3: Remembering that experience, Mick looks down at the ground for a little bit, kind of contemplating with himself for an appropriate answer to his experience and says to Rolando, Honestly, it was peace. It was the first time that I felt peace in a very long time. As I participated in this and finally was able to move this pebble, It was as if everything was clear at that moment. I saw a great light there as well, and I could hear this voice. What it said, I don't remember, to be honest with you. And it was all at once, and then faded to a whisper. And then I lost my concentration, and Pebble dropped. But I suspect that feeling what I did, it's something that I want to try over and over again.
5: Naturally. I think we all need to try repetitively. Uh, We have a full day tomorrow. Uh, We won't meet until the day after next. I think we'll have plenty of time to each find our own peace, hopefully, as it is what you say. That sounds nice. I think I could use some for myself. I'm probably going to head back to the lodgings now. I don't know, is that where you're headed now?
3: Uh, Yes, in fact, I was looking for all of you, but yeah, I'll go back to lodge with you.
5: And Rolandia is kind of just going to do a little hand signal over to Val and Luna over at the table and just be like, we're headed back.
3: (laughs) Okay, Val will catch the signal and nod. Well, I guess we should get ahead of the lovers back there, hmm?
5: (laughs) 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 Yes, Uh, perhaps they just use some alone time. I don't even know. And Relander's just going to keep on walking. (laughs)
3: Mick Mick can see that this man is clearly very uncomfortable with this arrangement and will give him a very gentle slap on the shoulder. (laughs) 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 And kind of uh, chuckle to himself and they will keep on walking.
5: I I guess just to make Relander's intentions clear for the rest of the evening, Relander's going to go back to the lodgings, set up a training ground of sorts for himself and the others in the uh, wherever there's some open space just outside of it, because that is what he's comfortable with, that's what he's familiar with. And then if it gets too late, he's going to start wondering where Dominic is as the others start to wander back, and
6: oh. Dominic's not there. <laughs> oh yeah, jeez. Val <laughs> is going to say something to Luna. Uh, do you want to go down to the beach and practice? Yeah.
0: I think that might be good to just get away from all of this, and she... Though the village isn't like really uh, what you'd expect from like a human or a kin city, it's still busy to a degree. And so there is still a bit of a din.
6: To the beach then?
0: Yeah, lead the way.
6: I don't know that I am very good with directions, but all right.
2: (laughs) It's an island, you just pick one.
6: I know, but I don't want to wander off into the part that will definitely get lost and kill me. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Well, you never know.
0: No, it doesn't take long to follow a like a proper path from the settlement to a beach that we'll say is, you know, the preferred way of travel or the preferred beach of the people who live here.
1: A lot of people playing beach volleyball, beach soccer.
6: <laughs> Can you imagine the <laughs> Crayly playing beach volleyball?
1: sir <laughs> <There you go>. up,
2: dude. <laughs> <laughs> Surfboards. <laughs> it's like a beach party.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Got what one dude all doing all a all keg
2: all stand over there.
6: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> what can I get
6: you? Like a 60s teen movie beach party?
2: They're wearing like Hawaiian doing? trunks. <laughs> <laughs> the Crayley. Yeah. Why
6: definitely. Is that
3: so funny.
0: So, as the two of you, you know, make it to the beach, Luna just kind of looks around. You're the only ones there, really. You see maybe way down the coast, like a cray fisherman, but other than that. And then, so Luna is just like, well, what, what do you propose, then?
6: Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. Um,
0: well, if I couldn't lift a pebble, maybe a grain of
6: sand? <laughs> that might be a good start, yeah.
0: She smirks. <laughs> oh, are you serious?
6: <laughs> Were you not? I guess it doesn't hurt.
0: Uh, and Luna kind of takes a handful of sand in her palm and, you know, stands back up. He's like, alright, well, pick one.
3: <laughs> okay. Um.
2: Bro, Val, you should try cutting a pear and floating half of it. Yeah.
3: <laughs> You're just as beautiful as I remember you in my dreams. <laughs> Hits panic button. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not me. George Lucas. <laughs>
6: oh my gosh. Val is going to attempt a different means of communication. I think um, he's not going to use intent to cast sending or like telepathic bond, but I think he's going to reach out with that same, for lack of a better term, intention. Um, of, like, making contact with whatever the spirit of these things might be. These things being the sand. It's
0: an interesting proposal. Go for it.
6: Okay, just one set. Yes.
0: 85
6: and 32.
0: As hard as you concentrate, as close as your temple is to bursting, you don't hear the thoughts of the sand.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, reading their minds did not work, um... I don't know. Why don't you try it? You you try to read the minds of the sand. This is experimentation, Luna.
5: This is when Luna finds out Val is crazy.
6: (laughs) (laughs) He's always been this stupid. I don't know what she was expecting.
0: Luna tries, just kind of squinting down at her palm and then closing her eyes, taking a breath. And then she just looks up at you with, like, straight face, like, I didn't feel thing.
6: Maybe we're trying too hard?
0: Perhaps the fact that we're trying at all is the problem? I feel like that's something our teacher would say.
6: <laughs> <sighs> Bits counter... Counterintuitive. I don't know. The mark just seemed to sit there the entire time.
0: I... am sure a lot of it was honestly luck, perhaps?
3: Like the probability of rolling 2d100s <laughs> <slug. laughs> luck? <laughs> Luna's going to
0: try to lift a grain of sand. And she is unsuccessful. And you just see her clench this bit of sand that she got from the ground and just toss it at her feet. And it kind of gets all in her arm and her face and her hair. And she coughs a little bit. She's like, oh, God
3: damn it. I hate sand. It gets everywhere. It's coarse. It gets everywhere. <laughs> I first of this move.
0: Stop <laughs> referencing Attack of the Clones. This is, a curse. This
3: is Anakin and Padme. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's hope not. Let's hope not. Yes, just Attack of the Clones.
4: <laughs>
0: so yeah, L- Luna has just like tossed the sand into the air and gotten it everywhere and is angry. <laughs>
6: I think he kind of, like, chuckles and will brush as much sand off of her as he can.
0: She allows this, but, like, she doesn't humor any advances.
6: Maybe we just
0: sit for a moment. I feel like we've been doing that all day. I I feel like we're wasting our time here.
6: Well, we might be. And that is a risk we will have to take.
0: I think we need to decide. When we're leaving. Regardless of if we find success in this or not.
6: We can talk to Zeus tonight. That's
0: a good idea. And then she'll walk a bit closer to the water and kind of find a spot where the waves just, like, barely come up to her feet, and then she'll she'll plop down there.
6: Okay. Val will sit next to her, and this time, rather than trying to, like, impose his own will on whatever... Material things are around them, try to figure out what their will is. What does the sand want to do?
0: (laughs) Why don't you roll a couple d100s?
6: A four and a three.
0: Though nothing is manipulated by your will, nothing moves of your accord or anything that you would conjure. For just a moment, you feel as if you can see almost like concrete lines in the air. Like the currents moving throughout. Not only the air in front of you, but within the ocean, and the ground beneath your feet, like the tiniest shifting of tectonic plates deep beneath you, and the high and low pressures clashing in the sea and the sky for the briefest of moments, and then it's like you just blink and they were never there, and you're not quite sure if you saw anything to begin with.
6: Okay. That was going to hold on to that idea and try to continue to map those visually in his mind.
0: Rolandir, after a good couple hours of relaxation, meditation, conversation, and, you know, poking around, Dominic's nowhere to be found. Neither at the teaching circle, nor at the beach, nor at the lodge, or anywhere, and as the day is waning, he's nowhere within at least the explored or settled parts of the island.
5: As Relander's gone and kind of checked on these other places where he knows they've been, he, uh probably hitting the practice area last, where they started the day. Um, is Brynjörn the only one left there, or Vamok, are you still there?
2: Vamok is still there. Except you actually see him, he's, like, no longer meditating, but he gets up and cracks his back, stretches a little bit. Looks like he's done with his sesh. Uh,
5: Rolandier just noticing those two, will say, I've seen most of the others scattered throughout the island, but not Dominic. Have you, either of you seen him since he, well, I don't know, where did he go when he left?
4: He headed that way, but I don't know if that does anything for us. It's been a while.
5: I don't like not knowing where we all are on this island. I trust these people, but just barely. I'm going to go searching for him if either of you want to join.
4: Yes, I am not skilled enough with true intent to be able to locate him that way, but Vakos should be able to provide some aid. And he will
2: summon Vakos and send him out uh, to kind of scout ahead, see if he can pick up any signs of anything out of the ordinary.
5: Perhaps we start in the direction that Brynjir pointed to, and we can just continue walking there, and if you notice anything uh, through Vakus, then we can adjust course. Brynir, are you coming along?
4: Of course. The young man can't do anything by himself.
5: (laughs) Well, he has spunk. I'll give him that, but it's best he not be wandering alone, and Rlandir will lead the way on.
3: I hope that this isn't, like, incredible timing kind of thing, (laughs) but um, I think that Mick would also be concerned for Dom and would go out on his own search, knowing that Rolandir went. And I am going to say that Mick, at that point that they're leaving, meets up with the rest of the group and says, Hey, wait up for me! Y'all looking for Dom?
5: That's right. Come along.
3: Will do, thank you.
4: Perhaps it would be beneficial if we were to split into groups. Rolandir, why don't you and I check this way? Mick, you couldn't go with Brinier.
5: And he doesn't say this to you, but he says under his breath, as long as you don't stab me again. (laughs) (laughs) Loud enough for you to hear, for sure.
3: (laughs) Come on, my old bandmate. Let's go this way.
0: As you split off two and two, back on the beach, um, I'm not sure if Val has closed his eyes or is deep in thought or anything, but regardless of how distracted or not he is... Luna will lean over and squeeze his hand, uh, getting his attention. Oh, yeah? I... I felt something. I'm not sure if it was this... this true intent or not, but... I think something's happening with our friends. Do you want to go? I think it'd be best.
6: Alright. Get up without hesitation, and head wherever she wants to go.
0: Yeah, she just beelines it back to the settlement, and you two don't find the rest of your group, but after just asking around a bit, you are pointed in the direction of the wild forest to the north, simply being told that they trekked out into there.
6: We follow, I imagine.
0: All right, so, uh, Rolandir and Vamok trekking through the forest. Someone wants to roll survival. (laughs)
6: Uh...
5: Verlander's confident enough in his survival skills. Verlander got a nat 20 for a total of 24.
0: Kind of backtracking to the practice zone, you have the bright idea of following the trail out from there, and so you do get a bit of a leg up, though it might take you a longer, in the long run, to find out where he went. You do start following uh, a trail of Dominique's as the two of you trek through the forest.
4: Verlander. I must speak with you.
5: Rolandier kinda of just gestures around to where they are now that they've entered the you know the fringes of the woods. Say whatever you want. You seem to be alone enough. You made it quite obvious you wanted to speak to me about something.
4: Yeah. I'm trying to think of how to put this into words. I will simply come out and say it. Rolandia I am afraid I am afraid that I do not know who I am and I am afraid I do not know what I am doing. I had the plan, or I suppose I still do, it may still work, but there are new factors in play. This true intent being one and my altered mental state, which for now has remained dormant, but I feel I must tell at least to you, I have had some conversations with Air, our enemy. Not frequent, but it was my intention to leverage these conversations and any interest that he had in me, to get close to him, perhaps find a weakness. But I am afraid that, should I pursue this plan, that I will succumb. So his influence, especially if I learn to wield true intent.
5: Rolander, who had stopped in his tracks pretty much essentially as soon as Vomok said that he was scared and really didn't turn around too much, now turns to face Vomok, and he looks him right in his eyes, kind of the, the hazy blindness that's still there, but still looking into him. he just says, All right. I finally think that... Now... We can formulate some sort of plan. Thank you. Vamok. I know ever since you've been with us in the Wardens, you've always had some plan, some idea that you've held to your chest. And I know that's just who you are. But... As I said before, we need each other to accomplish whatever it is we're going to do. How many times have you spoken with air?
4: Twice. Once briefly, when reaching into the void, to pull Cadsoul Sol to the body we created for him. And another time, as we journeyed to mainstay, I stayed and looked after all our possessions while everyone else went into town to resupply. There he approached me. He told me to continue on a journey of destroying aspects. And he said that we would talk again after the task had been completed. I would assume that is still his intention.
5: Through measured breaths Rolandier just says and uh, although I do hate to admit it it probably was the best decision on your part to keep these dealings not open to the entire group I'm afraid I agree with you though I too am scared I couldn't say I have a concrete plan exactly of what we should be doing whether we do or don't master this true form of intent. But one thing I do know we need to do, regardless of what we do, you need to master your control on yourself. I don't think I feel comfortable leaving this place until that's at least achieved. As we've seen, it can surface rapidly. And I feel once we do leave this place, our interactions with Valors, realities Ethereals, all of them are going to increase dramatically
4: I agree and I spoke to the others of binding magic to bind me should the need arise but both you and I know what I am capable of it may be best to employ more severe measures if you understand me
5: and Rolandir approaching Vimok just grips him on the shoulder, giving him a, a slight nod. And just says it won't have to come to that. But
0: It's at this moment that Rolandir and Vimok, Mick and Brinier, and Val and Luna hear the sound of a musket shot <sighs> echo out into the forest, and you see birds scatter from a northern direction. Luna, looking up at Val, kind of takes you by the wrist and pulls you toward that spot. What do the others do?
1: is going to go ahead and take the take the lead because he knows he can go faster than Mick can. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> Leaving Mick in the back! <laughs> yeah, jeez!
1: <laughs> Brynir will look to Mick and... Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I need to find out what's happening. And Brinier's going to run off.
3: Mick under, is a little offended at first, gets that face of shock, and then goes, <laughs> eh, and then kind of accepts it and continues to briskly walk forth.
5: <laughs> Rolandier just looks up to the sky with his, still his hand on Vamok's shoulder and just says, oh, there's the kid. We better go find him. And kind of starts jogging away.
4: One final thing. Please keep what I said between us.
5: <sighs> I will. For now, though, I think once, if nothing else, by the time we leave. They need to know. And then, they'll head off.
0: Everyone uh, gets there around the same time. Brinier enters this clearing first. The, the familiar one where uh, Dominic actually had been before. The first clearing you come upon in your entire trek through the forest, so it is a bit out of the ordinary, giving you pause. Val and Luna are next to appear, followed by Rolandir and Vamok and then finally, Mick and then Dominique himself come into the clearing. Dominique coming from the opposite direction, Tim trotting along at his feet.
1: Yeah, Dominique, uh, he uh, looks a little singed. There might be a slight, uh, slight bit of stench of burnt hair around mm-hmm. his general person, otherwise unharmed. And he looks toward the others He says, Oh, you came to follow me?
3: What? Dom, and then Mick will start rushing towards Dom, who's um, <laughs> who's not in the best uh, shape, and is going to say, "What happened to you? Why did you run off without us?" Oh, it was
1: um, <clears throat> it, it was nothing. No, I I just wanted to think a bit. The it, forest is truly beautiful. I, <laughs> it's it's almost funny. I uh, uh tripped. And uh fell my weapon fired, yes. <laughs> I decided to load it with a uh fireball. Guess I saw something, you know, and <laughs> here you are. I I, I I take it you came for the sound. Or oh, did you see my sign? We just heard the noise. Ah Well, uh nothing to see here, just going on a walk. I thank you for coming for me.
3: If I mean, Dom can obviously see Mick's face. He's not going to say anything, but man, if you're reading his face, he's like, I'm not buying this. Like, what are you talking about? So, Rolandia
5: from the back just says, well, that's all shit. And I think we all know that, but don't go walking <laughs> off alone again.
1: Dom has uh, an uncomfortable look on his face as he deals with a bunch of an adults. And he just says, <laughs> oh, okay. Ah, sooty.
6: Um, can Valcast detect magic to see if there's any sort of, like, lingering curse or otherwise on Dom? Sure.
0: You see a faint magical aura around Dominique's weapon, but other than that, you know, that's pretty normal.
5: After Dominique kind of stutters a little bit after you call them out, Rolander walks over to him and just throws an arm around his shoulder and says, ah, come on, you haven't eaten anything all day, I'm sure. Let's get you back to the lodge. And please, no more adventures for today.